The Daily Rios for February 13th, 2013, New Comics Wednesday. So that's the Iron Man theme song from one of the animation, from one of the cartoons back in the 90s. And as I was watching the clip on YouTube, there's a part where he's out, he's constructing all his armor in the opening sequence, and he's in the middle of this, I don't know, uh, the centrifuge, I guess, or, or, you know, one of those uh, things that's like, um, you remember in the beginning of the original Superman movie where the Phantom Zone villains were in that sort of prison thing where it was like spinning around them, that circular um, compass-looking thing, right? Like, that's what Iron Man was actually in. And as he was in that, his armor was being placed on him. Um, not quite like it is in the movie where there were actual mechanical arms throwing the armor on him. It looked like they were just kind of magically appearing on his body. But that I, it made me think, wow, that, that sort of concept of him standing in the middle of something and the armor being put on him, I thought that was a relatively new concept uh, with the movie or with uh, maybe some of the uh, you know more recent comics in the past, I don't know, four or five years, six years. I didn't realize it went back that far, and who knows, maybe it even went back even farther than that, and I just don't know because I haven't read many Iron Man comics. So I thought that was kind of cool, a neat little bit of comic uh, mythos that uh, I never knew before. Um, and obviously that lead song leads me into today's opening pick for New Comics Wednesday. It is the Iron Man Omnibus by David Michelinie and Bob Layton. $99.99, although I saw it on in-stock trades for 50% off, so that's pretty awesome. Um, whenever the topic of, of great Marvel runs, especially of the 80s, whenever that topic comes up, you usually hear about John Byrne on Fantastic Four, Frank Miller on Daredevil, Walt Simonson on Thor. But I don't ever really hear this one getting the love, right? This Iron Man run by uh, writers David Michelinie and Bob Layton and artist John Romita Jr. Uh, sometimes with Bob Layton on the art or Bob Layton on the inks. Um, and this omnibus, it's over 900 pages. It collects uh, issues 115 through 157, they jumped on the book in, in late 70s, 1978, uh, and it ran for, you know, those many, uh, you know, almost 40 plus issues. And they actually had a second run in the late 80s from around 215 to issue 250 or so. Uh, this time with artists Mark Bright, Jackson Geis, sometimes with Bob Layton again. Uh, so this omnibus collects their first chunk of Iron Man mythos, Iron Man stories that would make him a good, well, I wouldn't say make him a, you know, a great character of the 80s, but it was a run that I think, you know, is well deserved when in um, calling it a run, right? I don't know how they necessarily hand hold up, but it sounds like there are a lot of things in the Iron Man universe that were set in stone in, in that first run. Uh, so I thought it was an omnibus worth talking about, and I remember when it was in previews at the time, I said, wow, that's something I really would like to read. Mostly because it's Marvel history, right? Uh, an Iron Man, never a character that captured uh, you know, a lot of acclaim in terms of, of, its, of, it, of the title, uh, you know, certainly not until the movie came out. But um, that run sounds like something that you know, it, 
if I if I really want to read like the definitive runs of things, that sounds like I should really it sounds like I should really read that. And if they ever do a second volume, I think they could cover, you know, the second time around these these uh, creators got on the character. So uh, if you've read Iron Man, if you've read that run, let me know what you think. I read um, the Demon in the Bottle trade. Uh, you know, even though that storyline was really only what just one issue or a couple issues, but I read that trade that they had put out, and it was it was interesting. You know, I like I like that early John Romita Jr. Bob Layton artwork. It's very crisp. It's very clean. It's it, it reminds me of you know Perez stuff at that time. Um, in in the box of comics that my uncle gave me when I was a kid, uh, I had Iron Man one fifty, which is Iron Man and Doctor Doom when they get transported back to Camelot. And the artwork really was just cool. I just, I just liked it. I liked that crisp, clean, clean line work. Um, and in that issue, they, they delved a lot into the technical side of things, especially in the armor. And there was a lot of tech designs as Iron Man and Captain uh, Iron Man and Doctor Doom were taking off their bits and pieces of their armor to build a device that would transport them back to their present. Just some cool stuff. So, um, yeah, Iron Man Omnibus. Check it out in in stores today. Also from Marvel now, obviously the uh, or not obviously, but the two issue, two new issues from Marvel now: Secret Avengers number one by Nick Spencer of Morning Glories fame and artist Luke Ross, which takes the movie Avengers, but the Shield side of things, right? Hawkeye, Black Widow, Maria Hill, the Hulk, Phil Coulson, the Winter Soldier, takes all them and puts them in a book. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Nick Spencer's work outside of his own creator stuff. Uh, his his uh, Jimmy Olsen action comics run was really great, um, but his Marvel stuff haven't really felt, you know, and, and his other DC stuff. Now, I haven't read the Thunder Agents run that he did, but, um, you know, it, it's kind of hitting really hit and miss with me. Uh, the other new book, Uncanny X-Men number one, Brian Michael Bendis, Chris Pachalo, the sister book, I'm assuming, to all new X-Men. Uh, this one featuring Cyclops, Magneto, Magic, and Emma Frost. And then rounding out Marvel now, we have Avengers Arena number four, Avengers Assemble 12, Cable and X-Force 4, and Fantastic Four number four. And then if you are a Powers fan, Power Powers Bureau number one, $3.95, putting uh, Dina Pilgrim in um, into the FBI. This is by Brian Michael Bendis, Michael Avon Oming. It's a new series. I never really got past Who Killed Retro Girl, the, the first story arc, but, uh, you know, someone, I'm sure, is looking forward to some new Powers comics. From Dark Horse, we have Adventures of Superhero Girl, hardcover, $16.99. Collecting the Faith Aaron Hicks web comics uh, or comic strips, actually. Um, these these were comic strips from Halifax's free weekly newspaper, The Coast. It's about the trials and tribulations of a girl superhero, uh, and it was uh, updated uh, what every week. And then um, the Dark Horse has collected them in a hardcover here. And you can go to superherogirladventures.blogspot.com. I'll post a link on the, link on the website. Uh, and apparently there are some original pages for sale as low as $40. As, uh, and you can contact Faith Aaron Hicks. But it sounds like a really nice all-ages kind of book uh, uh, and an all-ages kind of story featuring a young female superhero. So there you go, coming out from Dark Horse today. From Image, uh, nothing necessarily stands out in terms of something new, 
but we have the next issue of Bedlam, number four, by Nick Spencer and artist Riley Rosmo. We have Alicecott and Morgan Jeske's Change, number three. Cyberforce, number three, which is apparently supposed to be given away for free. Uh, Manhattan Projects, number nine. Morning Glories, 24, featuring The Truant. Uh, and Peter Panzer Faust, number nine. From DC, the only thing uh, that kind of stood out is uh, the new Katana series, uh, issue number one by Anna Senti and Alex Sanchez. And then we dip into the independents. We have uh, from Smithso uh, Smithsonian Books, Darwin, a graphic biography, presenting Darwin's life in a smart and entertaining graphic novel. Uh, this biography attempts to, to not only educate the reader about Darwin, but also the scientific world of the 1800s. And it's presented in this form as an inspirational tale for kids of all ages by Eugene Byrne and Simon Gurr. Yay, science. So check that out. Uh, from NBM Publishing, we have The Initiates. I talked about this in a previews episode uh, where this is a graphic novel connecting comics and wine, of all things. <laughs> uh, this is by Etienne Davidou. Uh, it, he's a comic artist. He doesn't know much about the world of winemaking. Richard Leroy is a winemaker, and he rarely even reads comics. But these two are full of goodwill and curiosity, so they decided to switch roles. And they opened up a lot of bottles and read many comics and traveled around, meeting authors and winemakers sharing their passions for their jobs. The Initiates explores the nature of a man's vocation with a true-life representation of it from two very different perspectives. I'll include a link in the web uh, on the episode page as well. Then we have from Drawn and Quarterly, Susceptible Hardcover by Genevieve Castre. Uh, and uh, it says here she has long been loved for her mini-comics, comics, visual art, and music. There is a unique quality to all of her art artistic endeavors, quiet, serene, depressing, and her keen eye for detail and her fearless ability to probe the depths of her troubled past makes Susceptible a stirring portrait of an artist coming into her own. This is a story of Goglu, a daydreamer growing up in Quebec in the 80s and 90s with a single mother. It's a beautiful story about families, loss, and growing up. Again, link will be in the episode page notes. And then finally, and, and a true spotlight for uh, this episode, we have from Tomorrow's Publishing, American Comic Book Chronicles 1960-1964 through 1964 by John Wells, edited by Keith Dallas. $39.95. You can get a discount on their website, probably elsewhere as well. But on their website, you can get this for only $11.95 digitally. This was something that was announced back at San Diego Comic-Con years ago, summers ago. Maybe two, three, maybe some somewhere along the way. And I've been looking forward to this for a while. And what this is, it's a series of full-color hardcovers where authors from Tomorrow's Publishing are going to chronicle every decade of the comic book history and the comic book industry from the 1940s to today. So this is the first of a two-part series of volumes on um, the 1960s. So this covers 1960 through 1964, covering uh, all the pivotal moments and behind-the-scenes details of comics in the JFK and Beatles era. So you'll be able to see... Um, 
DC's rebirth with Green Lantern, Hawkman, and others, and the launch of Justice League of America. And then, of course, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby transforming superhero comics with the debut of Marvel's Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Hulk, X-Men, Avengers, and others. Uh, this is also the era that gave us Batman uh, a new look. Uh, the Blue Beetle revamp for Charlton Comics, Creepy Number 1, Harvey's Kid Comics... Uh, I am a huge fan of Tomorrow's Publishing and their resources, so this is a book that I've been looking forward to, and it is finally in stores today, so please, please, please check it out, especially because I want to see more of these on my shelf. So there you go. That's your new Comics Wednesday for today. I had m meant to do some Marvel Now reviews of maybe some storylines that have wrapped up, but I just didn't get around to it. Um... And obviously now I have two num new number ones to get to, Secret Avengers number one and Uncanny X-Men number one. So I will do that in, uh, you know, an episode down the road. Thanks for listening, and I will see you tomorrow.